What is up guys, it is Quinn here back with another fantasy football video. And today we're gonna to be diving into the top 12 running backs according to fantasy football ADP. And then I'm just gonna be going through whether or not I think these players are buys or sells at their current price. So you know, if you're lined up on draft day, you're looking at the board, you know, you're going running back in the first or second round, you may see the top player there is a certain guy, but you really wanna make sure that that is actually the best player available. Because ADP isn't always, you know, the perfect spot. You don't always want to draft the quote-unquote best player available based on your platform or, you know, whatever ranking sheet you're going to look at. Because a lot of sites vary. You know, certain players should be higher. Certain players, you know, are kind of overvalued and maybe should be lower. So I'm going to use the 4-for-4 uh, four four ADP. Basically, it's like the consensus of a bunch of different platforms. Just going to run through the top 12 running backs go through, you know, where they are in the running back position, and then also where they're going just overall. So like what round and then what pick, and then I'll label them as either a buy or a sell. So do I like this price or would I kind of fade them, go in a different direction? So let's jump into the first player. No surprise here. The RB1 is going to be Jonathan Taylor. He's coming off the board as the 101. This is pretty much consensus everywhere on nearly every single platform. Personally, I would go Christian McCaffrey here, but I'm still going to list Jonathan Taylor as a buy. You know, I think McCaffrey has that elite ceiling. I want to go after the guy who can just win me the league outright. But I do understand, you know, Jonathan Taylor doesn't carry the same injury risk. So I'm not going to say Jonathan Taylor's a sell here. I still think he's a really strong 101, kind of the safer option. So I wouldn't go with JT, but I totally understand it. So I'm not going to list it as a sell. The RB2 is going to be Christian McCaffrey. He's coming off the board at the 103. I am all in on this price. Typically, you know, there's kind of a consensus 101. I guess there is this year also. But for me, I'm getting my 101 at the 103. So I'm going to be buying that price all day long. At the RB3, we have Austin Eckler. He's actually going one pick after McCaffrey at the 104. Here's the thing. I'm not super high on Austin Eckler this season, but I do understand the appeal here. He had a super solid season last year. You know, he's attached to one of the best offenses in the NFL, attached to Justin Herbert. This is kind of how I'm viewing the running backs in this area. So for me, I have CMC at number one, JT at number two, and then the RB3 spot. I really feel like you can make a case for Henry, Harris, Cook, or Eckler. So I have all those guys kind of in a similar tier. I believe I have Eckler at the bottom of that tier. So as you guys are going to see, you know, you're going to have guys like Najee Harris, Delvin Cook going at the mid to back end of the first round. If I could get them, you know, more mid to late first round, I'd be interested. But instead, when you can get that value of guys who I think are in a similar tier later on at this 104 spot, I'm assuming you already have JT, Cup, and CMC gone. I would be going Justin Jefferson here. So I am going to be selling Eckler at this price. And this is kind of even understanding that some people are going to be higher on Eckler than myself. I still think he's a sell here. You know, even if I did like him at the top of that tier, just because I think he has very similar kind of upside floor to some other players going after him. Like one of those guys is Derrick Henry, who's going off the board as the RB4 at the 106. So this is a buy. He's going two picks after Austin Eckler. For me, he is my running back three. I would consider taking him at the 105. So the 106, I think, is a fair price for Derrick Henry. He's going to receive monster touches. You know he's going to be the focal point of that offense with A.J. Brown gone. 
So I think he's a decent buy here. If I'm being honest, like in terms of value, I don't think it's insane value, but it's kind of one of these spots where for me, I don't really like the 106 position. It's okay if you have a player fall to you, but it's kind of just one of these spots where you're like, all right, that's a solid pick. I'm cool with it. At the RB5, it is Najee Harris. And we actually have Harris and Dalvin Cook back to back here. Harris at the RB5, Cook at the RB6. Najee Harris at the 108 is going to be a buy for me. Dalvin Cook at the 109 is also going to be a buy. I think both of these players have pretty clear upside. For Najee Harris, he's going to be the workhorse on the Steelers. Received a massive workload last season. Super heavily involved in the receiving game super heavily involved on the ground. I think the red flag for Najee Harris here is going to be his efficiency. This offensive line is not good. We don't really think this offense is going to be very good. Some question marks at quarterback. Is it Trubisky? Is it Pickett? Right now, it looks like Trubisky is kind of winning that race. But for Harris, like, will he be able to be efficient on his touches? And will he get, you know, the red zone opportunities? And not just the opportunities, but will he capitalize? He didn't really score a ton of touchdowns last year. I could kind of see that repeating just because I don't think this team is going to be a high scoring offense for Dalvin Cook. He actually is one of the players that I think you could list as injury prone. Everyone likes to throw that out there. You know, Christian McCaffrey's injury prone, Saquon Barkley. Dalvin Cook is actually injury prone. Dude's torn his labrum like I think three, maybe even four times. That is an injury that becomes more and more likely to happen. But even with that, you can play through that. Like even when he does it, he's only missing like a few games in a season. So I'm cool with Dalvin Cook here. I think he could have a bigger role in the receiving game. We know he's going to get volume on the ground. I think this Vikings offense is going to be very, very solid. And this offense just runs through Cook and Jefferson. Those are like the one-two punch. So I think Dalvin Cook is a really strong buy here, you know, at the back end of the first round. Next up, we have Joe Mixon going as the RB7 at like the 112. So basically like the one-two turn, late first round, early second. Mixon kind of starts a new tier for me where I don't necessarily think he has like the realistic upside of all the players that go ahead of him. Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, like Cook, Najee, Eckler, Henry. I feel like all those players are a tier above Mixon, but then I feel like Mixon slots in really nice here as like a late first, early second round pick. Just seems like a very, very safe option. He's going to get a ton of volume on the ground. We know he's going to have high touchdown upside on that Bengals offense. They made massive improvements to the offensive line, so that should help his overall efficiency. The real kind of question mark is just his involvement in the receiving game. You know, he had a decent role last year, but he wasn't like this total three-down workhorse, get nearly every opportunity. So he would probably need that to become like the RB3 in points per game, RB2, to really kind of unlock his full ceiling. But you know, here at the 112, you're not drafting a guy, like if he doesn't finish as a top five running back in points per game, you're not heartbroken about it. If he's coming in as like the RB7 in points per game, giving you safe weekly production, you feel pretty solid about that pick. Then we have DeAndre Swift, the RB8, going at the 203. So for DeAndre Swift, he is also going to be a buy. I really think DeAndre Swift may actually be undervalued here. If you can get like a turn where you have Dalvin Cook going like mid to late first round, if you can get like a Cook DeAndre Swift pairing. I think that is a really, really strong start to your lineup. Same thing with like a Najee Harris, DeAndre Swift duo there. I mean, you look back at like Swift's early start to the 2021 season, not even early start, like big chunk of the season before he got hurt on Thanksgiving. 
DeAndre Swift was a high-end running back one. Then he gets hurt, you know, comes back for the last few weeks, is on like a, you know, snap share, doesn't get the full workload. So then his season-long numbers don't look as great. Like his points per game number suffered. But like when he was healthy, the man was balling out, giving you top-tier fantasy production. This offense looks a lot better than it did last year. You bring in a bunch of weapons. I feel like the Lions could be like a sneaky, competent offense. Like Jared Goff is not a good quarterback, but the Rams have shown like if you surround him with weapons, he can get the ball to those guys, you know, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods. Like Jared Goff wasn't lighting it up, but he was still supporting those guys for fantasy football. This offensive line is like one of the best in the NFL. So I think Swift actually has a lot of upside here at the 203 especially in like PPR formats. So I think this is a really nice price for DeAndre Swift. Then at the RB9, we have Aaron Jones going off the board as the 206. I think this is a decent buy here. I don't think I'm quite as high on Aaron Jones as consensus. I would take guys like Leonard Fournette, and I think I would even take Saquon over Aaron Jones. But still, like I'd be taking Jones, Fournette, Barkley, all these guys in like the mid-second round. So I think the 206 is a fair price. Aaron Jones has some uncertainty just because we don't know exactly what his role is going to be. Like if we're projecting his upside, it would be that he kind of works out of the slot, is super involved in the receiving game, because then you're not getting as hurt by A.J. Dillon, right? If they're split in time and you have Aaron Jones, 60% snap share, Dillon 40, that's not going to be great for Aaron Jones. But if Aaron Jones can take some of his reps with A.J. Dillon on the field, then he can go out to the slot. We know they lost Devontae Adams. Aaron Jones, super solid in the receiving game. So that's kind of like the dream scenario is he's getting that work out of the slot. Kind of the same upside you see with a guy like Tony Pollard. So if that can come true, I feel like it's pretty easy that he outperforms this RB9. You know, it gets a little sketchy if he doesn't have a new role, but I still think like his floor is probably like a high-end RB2. And I still think, you know, he has a lot of upside this season. Attached to Aaron Rodgers, this Packers offense is going to be good. So I do like him here at the 206. RB10, just mentioned him. Leonard Fournette going right after Aaron Jones at the 207. A really, really strong buy here. I mean, Fournette was the absolute workhorse for the Buccaneers last year. I don't really see much changing this year. This is a really strong offensive line. We know it's going to be a high-scoring offense. Fournette was a very, very solid receiver out of the backfield. He really earned Brady's trust. Lenny was one of the most targeted running backs in the NFL. He didn't even like come with elite touchdown production, which is totally possible. Like he could totally have that boom this year, but still finish as like the RB4 in points per game in uh, PPR scoring. So I think Fournette could easily replicate his uh, 2021 season. And I think getting him here in like the mid-second round is very fair value. He's even going like back end of the second, early third in some platforms. So, you know, this uh, 4 ADP, I think is very accurate compared to some other leagues where you're going to be able to get him at like the turn, the 2-3 turn, which I just think is absurd. Then at the RB11, we have Javante Williams at the 208. For me, this is a very, very hard sell. I just don't see the upside here with Javante Williams. Like you're looking at Fournette and Javante Williams going back to back. Fournette is on the lead offense. He's likely going to be the workhorse. Javante Williams on an elite offense in a committee with Melvin Gordon. Like it just does not seem like those two players should be going back to back. I think you could easily make the case that Javante Williams is the better running back. Like I wouldn't really push back on that. If you switch these two in situations, Javante would probably produce better. 
But like, that's not what we're doing here. We're looking at their specific situations. And Javante Williams has Melvin Gordon there. Does he earn more work than last year? Probably. Like, I think he starts to maybe pull away. But like, Melvin Gordon is not done. Everyone likes to really hype up Javante Williams' season. And he was very good. But so was Melvin Gordon. Like, Melvin Gordon has a lot of juice left in the tank. He's even talked about like, he's not going to roll over and give up all his touches. He's going to still be involved. And if you have two very solid running backs, it just doesn't really make sense to try to make Javante Williams the workhorse. I haven't heard any reports that would kind of indicate they want to give him this massive workload. So I don't really want to be drafting a running back mid late second round where I need an injury for him to hit his upside at this price. Like they should have upside just walking in on day one. So Javante Williams is going to be a pretty firm sell for me here. And then the final running back, the RB12, we have Saquon Barkley going at the 211. This is a very, very strong buy. Talked about how I have him basically in the same tiers like Fournette, Aaron Jones. Saquon has elite upside this season. The injuries have really cost him the last like two, even like three years, if you consider the high ankle sprain he had, which kind of, you know, suffered the end of his, that would have been the 2019 season. But heading into 2022, you know, this offense is healthy for now. He could be a massive contributor. They get him in the receiving game. Like as a rookie, Saquon Barkley was dominant. 24 PPR points per game. That is still in there. I think people really like to ding these previous injuries. But if these guys are heading into the 2022 season healthy, like there's not really a thing where it's like, oh, this player is way more likely to get injured. Sometimes guys just get unlucky. Saquon is one of those guys. I think he possesses an elite ceiling. And if you're able to get a player with that kind of ceiling at the 211, I think you need to pull the trigger on that all day long. So that is the top 12 running backs. If you guys were kind of keeping track, I am buying a lot of these guys at price. And a big reason for that is I think that you have this like running back dead zone in like the late third round, kind of through like round seven, round eight. And there are a lot of running backs being pushed way up draft boards. I'm going to talk about some of the uh, riskiest early round picks in a few days. There's going to be a few running backs thrown in there. But I think the ADP on these like top two round running backs is pretty spot on. And I also think you should be attacking these running backs early on in drafts because then the wide receivers just become insane values round four, round five, round six, round seven, when everyone else is scrambling to get these like garbage running backs that you don't really want to trust in your lineup, you're just scooping up the value at wide receiver. So I think it was like 10 buys, two sells, just selling like Eckler and Javante Williams. So let me know what you guys think about that down below in the comment section. If you enjoyed the video, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. And I'll see you guys in the next one. Tomorrow, I'll be doing wide receivers, top 12. So basically like all the wide receivers going in the first, I think it's like three rounds. So stay tuned for that. And I'll see you guys tomorrow.